Welcome to Jeff in Motion. I should have peed before I left. It's too late now. Um. Huh. It's my last Friday at Ad Track. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Got four more days of work. Then I gave myself a long weekend. Then I start the new job. <sighs> Should be good things. Should be. Um, I haven't heard much feedback from the Monday episode, but uh, the people I did hear from pretty unanimously wanted to hear me explore whatever issues it is I kind of have been avoiding with exploring my family dynamic. And uh, so I'll probably do that. I'll probably do that today. Um, But first, This weekend should be good. Should be good. We've got the very first Mike's No Mike open mic in the new location. I am hoping that that all turns out well. Um, it should. It really should. We've got a decent amount of people confirmed on Facebook. We've got a decent amount of people confirmed to be performing. Um, All the ingredients are there for it to be a great night. So, if you're local and you're listening to this the day it aired, make it a Mike's No Mic Open Mic. We will now have mics and we won't have Mike. Ugh. Pardon me. So, family. Um, where to start? Actually, before I talk about that, I wrote down something yesterday morning that I thought of in the shower. And I was just going to mention it because it just popped into my head. And it's, it's sort of related. Barely. But remember when a husband telling his wife that he loved her was like a plot point? That would happen in like the third act of a movie? Like, it was seen as a major victory when a husband would say, I love you, to his wife. Um, I, rem- I seem to recall this trope in many, many things. And maybe it's not always husband and wife. Maybe it's just two people that are interested in each other. Maybe it's boyfriend and girlfriend. But the, the ones that were kind of rubbing me the wrong way while I was just 
derping around in the shower was the, the ones where it'd be like someone who is in an established, lengthy relationship. It is considered like a victory moment when the man says, I love you to the woman. That seems so damaged when you think about it. Like, and I mean, maybe it's where I come from. Maybe I am just a lovey-dovey guy. I don't know. But... I've never had an issue with telling somebody I love them. Alright. This is going to be really neandery. <laughs> far as this topic goes. Family. Um, I'm not going to limit myself to talking, like, when I wrote down family, I was thinking me, my parents, my brother. I'm not going to limit it to that. Um, If I branch off into, like, the family that I have now, me, my wife, my daughter, or extended family, like grandparents, um, I'm not going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm not gonna stop myself. Um, see, how would I describe my family? Loving. Um, a bit sheltering. Conservative, Christian, lower middle class. Um, my parents both, for a significant period of my childhood, worked in their own businesses that they co-owned. My father still works in a business he co-owns that he inherited from his father, an auto body shop. My mother co-owned a hair salon that uh, she stopped working at ages ago now when the chemicals became too much for her hands and now she works as a uh, youth youth minister for the church. And... It's a very German family. Um, not untypical for our area. Uh, we love each other, we talk to each other, but we don't tend to... I know some people that are not much younger than I am and still, like, go have dinner with their entire family weekly. And... Maybe it's because I've been out of the air quotes nest for like seven or eight years. But, I mean, I love my family and I see them frequently. But I don't have a need to see them. Um, I don't know what it is. I, I am... I don't, I think it's easier for me to, I don't understand 
my peers that seem to just bend over backwards to see their family multiple times a week. Like, I love my family a lot, but I don't... I don't go out of my way. Like, because I guess because I am assured that our paths will cross at least once a week. Because I live within a stone's throw of my dad's auto body shop. And my parents watch my daughter at least once a week. So, it's very common for us to see each other. But I will often, and Mike Bennett, I am not only talking about you, just so you know. But there are often times when people will be like, oh, I can't do that, I'm having dinner with my family. Like, it's a scheduled thing. And, like, that wouldn't raise an eyebrow normally. But when it is a go-to excuse, like, when it is just like, no, every Saturday and Sunday I have a meal with my family and grandparents. Like, I don't quite identify. And, um, And while I would never truly judge someone for being attached to their family, I will jokingly pick on people for it. Like, oh, Mike Bennett loves his family. Um, pretty sure he's aware that I'm being facetious. Like, I consider our family close, but I definitely know people who seem to my eyes, dependently close to their family. I think I've expressed my relationship with my brother pretty thoroughly. Um, We didn't get along probably up until about the time I moved out of the house. Um, He's six years younger than I am. uh, Annoyed the shit out of me. You know, he was, uh, now I gotta share all my stuff. I was a single child for six years. Now what's this motherfucker doing, showing up, splitting my fucking candy and whatnot? Um, but now, we're all good. We're not super close, but I have the feeling that we have the potential to get super close. Uh, he and I like a lot of the similar things. I love talking to him when he's home, uh, to the point where I am... <laughs> often, like, kicked in the shin by my wife, like, Jeff, we gotta get out of here. Don't start another topic with your brother. So, I I love my brother a lot, and, uh, we are, have a much stronger relationship now than we ever did. Growing up, and to a certain extent, to this day, I was a mama's boy. Um... And it wasn't necessarily that, like, dad was the disciplinarian and mom wasn't. They both, they shared that pretty evenly. Um, but, but, you know, if dad told me to do something, I did it. Um, because I had a fear of my dad. Which I'm, which I'll explore in a little bit. 
But mom, I could tell mom anything and frequently did. Um, and I was a little goody two shoes kid. Like I didn't do any drugs, I didn't drink, I didn't smoke. I, I mean, I didn't do all my homework, but if the worst thing you do is shirk on your homework a little bit, you're still, you're not a bad kid. I got it, I got B's and A's, um, I was respectful to my, uh, authorities, I was a good kid, didn't get in trouble, didn't break, go out past curfew, always told my parents where I was going and told them the truth, um, how they raised me to do that fuck if I know because I seem to have had a predisposition for it um because to my knowledge they didn't like really hammer in on any of that I just trusted my parents I guess I don't know I don't know I mean I didn't get along with them the best at all times but I I never had that like, several year period where you hated your parents. I had periods where I liked them more than I did other times, but I never truly hated my parents. Like, it seems kids do pretty frequently. But mom, I could confide in with anything. And I still can confide in anything in my mother. Like... There are very, very few things my mother doesn't know about me that involve just me. Like, I'm not sharing my spouse's secrets with her or anything. Or things that she doesn't, that she doesn't, I mean, yeah. But, like, my mom knows that I have smoked weed. My mom knew that I was drinking when I was drinking before, um, before I was of age. Like... He just knew these things. And I wasn't even living with her at the time. But I just had such a trust of her. And I was in such a habit of telling her everything. I I just did. And, you know, she would express concern. But she wouldn't judge. She was an open book that I could go to. And, um... And I know a lot of that comes from her and I being very similar people. Um, I, I took after my mom. I look more like my mom, my mom's side of the family. I'm built like my mom's side of the family. A very Pennsylvania Dutch, German, barrel-chested um, got a beer gut even if I am not if I never drink beer I will probably never not have a little bit of a gut unless I put in an amount of work I don't have time to do right now But I've got my gut under the, to the place where I can wear a medium t-shirt and not be disgusted by myself. So, I'll consider that a victory. Big German dwarf beards if I let it go. 
Which maybe someday. Maybe when I'm an old man, I'll let myself grow a big old, big ass dwarf beard. Once my, uh, I start losing my hair, because that's gonna happen too. And I feel like my mom also joined, became a youth minister at a very formative time in my life. So as she is learning how to talk to kids basically my age, as part of her job, she's got a kid my age, i.e. me, at home to kind of practice on. So she's very good at talking to people younger than her and identifying without judging, and I've picked up a lot of uh, kind of habits from her in conversation, just like, you know, when you say it makes me, or when you, it makes me. Um, That's a kind of a moderation tactic. You tell the person, when they do something, it makes you feel this way. When you look at me like that, it makes me feel like you think I am stupid. Things of that nature. Um, Also, it's I never yell. Like, I never, I cannot remember, I don't get in screaming arguments. Um, I will raise my voice, um, especially with my daughter. I... If I actively have to try to not raise my voice because you can't calmly discuss things with a three-year-old. They just don't. They don't. They don't value your opinion quite yet. So I often uh, will. I but I. It is very very rare I genuinely yell. Um, and that's only with my daughter who is anyone who has kids know that they're probably the single most frustrating thing you'll ever do in general. Um, But like arguing with peers, um, discussing things with my wife, we really don't argue that much. Um, Very, very rarely. Like, it's not that I don't get in trouble, because like all people, I make mistakes here and there. But if I'm in the wrong, I immediately admit it. Like, I don't, like, the, I only argue my point if I am 100% sure I am correct. And that is very, very rare. But, like, I can't remember a moment where I ever got into a shouting match with my wife. Um, or anyone, really. Um, unless it was... Unless I was comically overreacting to something. Which I will do that. And I will fake yell at people. Because it's fun. But I cannot remember genuinely... Now, that doesn't mean I don't get angry. doesn't mean I don't think people are wrong. But, uh, I often will avoid conflict if it is not necessary. Like, avoiding unnecessary conflict is kind of in me. 
I feel a lot of that comes from my mom. I know she doesn't like conflict, but I know she's trained herself to deal with it because, you know, youth minister. And, um... But yeah, she, she's great at communicating, and I got, I got a lot of that from her because I consider myself fairly adept at communicating. Um... I'm not, I'm not the best. I've discussed on this podcast before that I had a major breakthrough with my wife when I realized that I wasn't communicating with her, that I was holding in the things that I didn't think were worth expressing. Um, and that was a major help to me. So, I mean, I'm not the champion of communication, but I've got a leg up on some people the husbands that tell their wives that they love them in the third act. But my mom was very uh, sheltering. And I mean, not to the point of some people. I, I knew in high school and later in life. Um, but she was not one to let you take risks, especially physically. Um, her father was a fire chief, so if power strips were basically <clears throat> a fire starter you plugged in the wall to her. She was very, to this day, a bit overly cautious about fire hazards and whatnot. Um, it is very difficult to enjoy lighting fireworks with my mother. We'll just put it that way. And I know I've touched on this before, but... My mother's had a lot of trouble with miscarriages. She's had about six. And, um... Then there was my brother, Zachary, who I believe I've talked about before also. Um... He was born when I was four years old. He was a trisemi 13... Um, he was pretty, uh, he was pretty rough. Um, he had a genetic disorder, and he didn't last that long. A couple months, if that. If not, a couple weeks. And, um, so loss is something that my mother has experienced profoundly in a way that I cannot express. In a way that I cannot fathom. So I can't blame her for being a little sheltering, for making me wear a life jacket in the creek, even though it was only up to my knees and I was only four feet tall. I can't blame her now. At the time, I thought she was insane. I thought she was being utterly ridiculous. But, I mean, now, I can't blame her at all. She, she's experienced not only the loss of potential children in miscarriages, but the loss of a child that she carried full term and gave birth to. And despite the fact that Zachary would have been incredibly dependent on my parents if he had survived, I don't think he actually was capable of surviving without being hooked up to machinery. And I mean, that's with very, very little brain function and having to be hooked up to machinery. I think they... I don't know how much decision was made in the process. Like, 
if they had options or if it, I really don't know. I've not discussed it a lot with my parents um, because I imagine it's a real hard hard topic. So they had to deal with that, and so I mean, my parents have have experienced loss that I hope to never understand. So, so sue my mom for being a little protective. She also had an odd naivete towards sexuality that I think might have been an act or might still be an act. Like... Anything involving sexuality, she is seemingly utterly oblivious to. But if... This might be a little bit dark spin on it. But if she's had six miscarriages and lost a child and has two living children, she knows what sex is. She's got it figured out. And I mean, she and my dad grew up in the mid to late 60s, early 70s. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. She knows what sex is. She knows what a blowjob is. She knows what hand jobs are. I guarantee it. But anytime anything like that would come up, she would just be blissfully oblique and just like, I, well, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't know. And trust me, I wasn't bringing blowjobs up in front of my mom all the time, but you live with a woman 19, 18, 19 years, sometimes it ha- the t- topics come up. And, um, so I'm, I'm really either when she had children, she somehow willingly forgot all she knew about sex or she was just somehow blissfully ignorant about all of the things, all the terminologies and concepts around sex at large. I'm not sure how I got on that topic, but whatever. And so, like, my sexual education was pretty much the kids at school and the internet um, in my later years. Um, basically my sex education was, we would like you to wait till marriage, but if you don't, use a condom. Which at least they gave me that. Um, that's more, that's a ton better than some people get. Which was, yes, we'd like you to wait till marriage, but if you don't, use a condom. That's pretty solid. Um, if you're gonna get anything. If, if your other option is nothing, that's pretty solid. So I was mama's boy. I, you know, I always went to mom. And dad, I've got an interesting relationship with my dad. 
I still harbor an amount of fear for my dad. And I don't know why. Because, I mean, he didn't hit me or anything. Like, he, now, he would be the one to yell. He would be the one, um, if I was misbehaving in public, he'd never hit me, but he would, he would, uh, grab the pressure points on my neck. And, um, I remember from being a small child, when he came at me with the, the lobster claw kind of fingers, shit was going down. I was in trouble. And I can remember, and it wasn't like people who have had their pressure points hit, it's an intense pain and your whole body locks up, but it's not a lingering pain. It is almost instantly gone as soon as the pressure points are released. And it doesn't, like, leave marks or anything. It is not what I would consider abusive. It wasn't hitting. It wasn't... They didn't insult me. Like... By what was standard for my parents' parenting generation, I got... I was... I got off clean. But I can remember from being from being very, very little fearing the, the pincher, fearing the, the pressure points. And I think that's where the just the underlying fear of my father kind of still comes from today. And also my dad isn't very expressive. He doesn't often... You don't often know what he's feeling unless he is feeling an extreme. Unless he is dying laughing on the floor or darkly brooding in a corner. He's very hard to read. And it wasn't like I didn't talk to my dad. I I talked to him. Um, He helped me with homework. Like, but I would chat with my mom, not so much my dad. And my mom also wasn't a friend mom either. She didn't, like, bend over backwards to be my best friend. But we, we could and frequently held conversations. Dad and I, not as much. They were more utilitarian, like, what are you doing today? Things like that. Not, how are you feeling? And there are things that I would do that bothered my dad a lot, especially later in life. And that would be like when I would sleep in. This bothered my dad to no end. And I would get, and he would never express that though. He would just be inexplicably short or angry with me over the smallest things and I would find out later from my mom it was because I had slept in till noon and there wasn't anything I had to do Um, but he came from his family he he works at his the family business like he didn't have the option to sleep in and do nothing and he worked very hard to give me that 
but still deeply ingrained in him was a distaste for doing nothing in his mind. Um, there were also a lot of eccentricities of mine that he didn't get. Dad was class president. He was popular. He was fit. He was cool. I was not. I was weird. I was chubby. I was, air quotes, lazy. Um, I was unpopular, unliked. I was the absolute opposite of my dad. And this could just be because he is my dad, but I have, I see the, the dad, when I imagine my dad at my age, I see a paragon of a human being. He was fit. He was a college gymnast. He is everything I will never be. Popular, cool, fit, strong. And he's never demanded these things of me. He's never asked me to not be who I am. Far from it. He's asked me to not be who he is. When he told me that he did not want me to take over the family business. He wanted me to do my own thing. He has done nothing but encourage me. Like, outwardly, but... Still, I don't know why. And these are the feelings that I just... I can't... I'm having trouble processing because I don't have reasons for why they exist. But I have a constant fear of not living up to his expectations... That, to my knowledge, he never actively put on me. But my dad is good with his hands. He is a carpenter and an auto body mechanic. He can build things. He can create. I cannot. I don't have a carpenter's mind. I can't... I... My dad has renovated any house he's lived in. He has built entire stories of houses from the ground up. He has added rooms, he's built furniture, he's built cabinetry. And it's just something that when I wasn't interested in enough at the formative time in my life to cement an interest in these things. And, like, now I'd love to be good at that stuff. I'd love to be a guy who can walk in, who can look at an empty space in his house, just get a piece of graph paper, draw a piece of furniture, then go to Lowe's with that drawing, get everything he needs, and build in his workshop where there's sawdust and metal and dangerous things, and then stain it and make something beautiful yet manly, I wish I could do that, but I just don't have it in me. It wasn't passed down. Dad didn't get a son to throw the football around with. And he never... 
he never expressed any disappointment in that, but I felt disappointment. And it, it could be entirely in my head. I know the fact that I played Dungeons and Dragons, the fact that I was like an introvert little nerd rubbed him the wrong way. And um, I don't have any specific examples, but I definitely remember that like inexplicable you slept until noon anger sometimes would show up when I would spend an an all night playing video games with friends or playing Dungeons and Dragons. Just, and my dad was not expressive he it, very, he didn't he would not tell you what was bothering him he would tell my mom or she would get it out of him i don't know and she would tell me when i was hurt because he was angry at me and i didn't know why and he would often go off by himself and he also wouldn't ask for help. And still doesn't. But he would not ask for help at all. But then get upset when no one helped him. Especially his kids. Because, I mean, he didn't have an option to not help in his family. And... A few years ago, my dad went into rehab for being an alcoholic. And I was stunned. I had no idea. To me, having a couple beers a day, what seemed like a couple beers a day, was whatever. I mean, my dad drank beer like soda, but I mean... I have one memory from my childhood of my dad being visibly drunk. One. And it is a few seconds where my dad was out in the driveway and I asked mom why he was being so silly. And she, I believe, was not happy. Um and referred to him as being drunk. But that is it. And I was little. I only remember shapes and, like, emotions from that memory. Barely any detail. And my dad wasn't like... He didn't spend... His family seemingly came first. Like, he didn't spend his life savings on booze. He didn't... Like, we had food. We had clothing. It didn't seem to be that much of a detriment. And when I found out that he went to rehab, I I was... I I had no idea that he was an alcoholic. None at all. Um, But as details arose... um, he was needing more and more and more and more alcohol to fend off the shakes, the uh, alcohol withdrawal. And, um, it was, I mean, it was pretty, uh, pretty 
black and white that yes, he was. He was an alcoholic. Um, I was definitely in denial for a little bit. I was like, ah, I don't think he needs to stop drinking. Maybe he just, you know, needs to learn how to cut it back. Um, definitely, I had potential to enable. Um, but there's more things came out. It was like, ah, you know, yeah, he is. And, and now that colors every single memory I have of my father. Oh, was he, did he have so much trouble expressing himself because he was an alcoholic? Did, or is he an alcoholic because he had so much trouble expressing himself? Like, there's literally not a single memory of my father that is now not paired with the question, did this happen because of alcohol? And I can't answer that. I don't know. Recently, my dad has started drinking again. And I really don't know how I feel about it. To my knowledge, he's maintaining a healthy limits. He was sober for the better part of a year. To my knowledge. And I, I'm very split because I believe that moderation is a good thing. And that he should be able to, if he feels he is capable of having a drink here and there, to do that. But then I don't know if he is capable of just having a drink here and there. And I don't live with him anymore. I, I don't know. But I know now when I see him with a drink... Or if I see an empty drink, I feel weird. And the thing is, I really love my dad. And he could have been a whole lot worse. He didn't, he wasn't abusive, he didn't, like, the worst I can say about my father is he angrily didn't get me, sometimes. But he never told me not to be who I was, he never tried to force me to be someone. As And as I get more and more information as I grow up, I feel that my dad was very much a victim of that, being told what to do and who he was by his father. So he actively didn't follow suit. I am who I am because dad didn't force me to not be that way, 
even though it did, I didn't make any sense to him. My dad is funny. I got a lot of my sense of humor from him. He is kind. And he is loving in his in a way. And I'm finding the older I get, the better my relationship is with my dad and the more I can just talk to him about stuff, but I still I don't go talk to him. Uh, he's there every day. I can walk down to his work and talk to him, but I don't often because I'm just I'm not used to it. I'm not used to confiding in him, and he has never turned me down when I when I have. He has never once not talked to me about something. He has given me. He has talked to me. He's told me how he feels about it. I just have this level of intimidate of I'm intimidated by him. And I don't, I have a lot of trouble going to him with things. But never once has he, it's, I, has he stopped me or given me reason for this. That's why I feel a lot of this is in my head. And my dad is not the scary man who lives there. Because any, I mean, and all interactions I've had with him in the last probably 10 years have been absolutely positive and there's no foundation for some of the like the fear that I still feel another thing that's really changed the dynamic between my dad and I is my daughter because he absolutely loves my daughter and that is something he and I share completely we are both united in an absolute just parent you know parent uh, words are failing me. Um, just a complete unconditional love for my daughter. So we like we have lots of things to talk about. Like what's Morgan up to? What is you know? Did I ever do this kind of stuff? There's like a lot more shared experiences we have to talk about in raising kids and supporting a family. Um, like where I didn't before when I was in high school I didn't have the shared experience of being on the uh, student council or being a popular kid in the sports or anything like that we didn't have shared experiences to talk about uh, but now we do the shared experience of being a father being helping provide for a family and now that we have reference points to talk to each other with, I feel that our relationship is only strengthening and not getting worse. Um, I don't know if I got any solid information out there for this, 
but a lot of these things I've never said out loud. So that's kind of, you know, admitting that I fear my father to this day. It's tough, and admitting the alcoholism has confused a lot of my older memories of him. That's two things I've never really admitted. But I think the future is only brighter, not darker. And I know he says I love you to my mom. So, there's that. Oh, I should take a picture of myself. Have a good weekend, guys. I will talk to you on my last Monday at Ad Track 360. Tell your family you'll love them.